Hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. This is episode 29. The RV Entrepreneur Podcast is a weekly show where I interview nomadic entrepreneurs who are running a remote business while traveling full-time. This podcast is different than most entrepreneur-related podcasts you've probably listened to because the people I interview haven't launched multi-million dollar companies or have hundreds of employees. They're just normal people who have started businesses that allow them to travel full-time and live a lifestyle they choose. This podcast is also unlike most travel-related podcasts because we don't really discuss travel tips or destination ideas, although those things do come up. It's more of an intersection between business, travel, and life on the road. It's a podcast for people who aren't just interested in a two-week vacation, but a long-term travel lifestyle. Today on the podcast, I'm interviewing Josh and Shelly Hartman. Josh and Shelly are outdoor photographers who travel full-time in their Casita trailer. They travel across the country taking photos of engagement sessions in national parks and weddings all over the world. In this episode, we talk about how Josh and Shelly built their photography business with the sole intention of it being so they could travel and take outdoor photos in really cool places. What is Josh and Shelly's favorite camera lenses and cameras that they use while they're out traveling taking cool photos, and why telling people you live in an RV doesn't deter them from wanting to work with you, but actually intrigues them. Today's episode is sponsored by my new and first ebook, The RV Entrepreneur. As of today, The RV Entrepreneur ebook is officially live and available for purchase on my website. Yes, I know it's the same name <laughs> as this podcast. And if you want to go check it out, go to slash book. That's uh, our new website. My wife and I merged our blogs to read more about it. Uh, you spell Heath, H E A T H, and A N D, Alyssa, A L Y S S A, dot com slash book. This ebook isn't just a written format and recap of this podcast. The RV Entrepreneur ebook takes the stories from the show and turns them into an actionable format with lessons that anybody can take and follow. So if you're currently trying to figure out how you can make a transition into living and working on the road, this book can be a great resource for you. A few things I cover in the book are how we made our first income on the road and have went about building up our business while traveling, how to validate a business product or service idea that you can take out on the road, finding clients on the road, other case studies from RV entrepreneurs on how to price your services once you're out traveling, how we've used our blog and even this podcast to bring in new clients, and even answers to some of the more difficult questions like what happens if I fail once I'm out on the road or what happens when I lose my job security and different answers from different RV entrepreneurs and how they've wrestled with these questions. Also, side note, sometimes during moments like this, I have to get over my fear of blatant self-promotion and just be real with you. Uh, I think this book is really good. <laughs> While you're listening to this podcast episode, you should go over to my website at heathandalyssa.com slash book and buy it. I really, really think this will be valuable for anyone who's been listening to the show, getting a lot of value out of these stories. And this book will help walk you through practical steps that you can take while you're getting your business started, while you're hitting the road. And it's great. And I hope you're going to enjoy it. And if you can't tell, this is where my script ran out and I'm improvising. So let's get into today's podcast. All right, we're live. Josh and Shelly, thank you guys for being on the podcast with me today. Thank you. No problem. Excited. And you guys are in your Casita trailer, and you've been on the road now for a little over nine months and running your destination photography business as you guys travel around to epic places and take beautiful photos of people's engagements and their weddings. Uh, can you guys just share a little bit of the story for how you got to this place? I know you graduated from college around 2008 and 2009. Um, Josh, you started teaching, and Shelly, you were nursing and you both had, or you had bought a house and it was like a $200,000 yeah. mortgage and, and basically just filled it with a bunch of stuff. You said your garage looked like REI. 
Uh, yep. So what was the kind of process that you guys went through a couple of years or a couple of years ago where you just started realizing this is not what you wanted to do? I guess at that point we were working our jobs and uh, putting in about 50, 60 hours a week. And we were really wanting to travel. And basically what we could do at that point was just go out on the weekends. And we, we did run a backpacking group. So we took uh, people out, out to the mountains of North Carolina and to the coast. And uh, we went kayaking and did a lot of cool trips, but we wanted to do more of that. And along the way, we uh, took a lot of photos. So um, we, we kind of landed into the photography job through our outdoors group. One of one of the, the people that were attending, they uh, said, I'm getting married in a few weeks. Um, if you don't photograph my wedding, you know, I don't have anybody. I, I, I wasn't a big fan of the idea of photographing a wedding, and but Shelly convinced me. It just kind of fell fell into place. And, and then we downsized our home. We moved into a condo, and that allowed us to start our business. From there, we, we decided that we didn't need the mortgage. Fast forward a few more years and uh, decided to move into a camper. That's awesome. I mean, had you guys always been into photography or was this something that you happened to just be taking people on trips? Like, how did the trips start? Like, how did you just start taking people on backpacking trips? Coming from Illinois, th- there's really not a whole lot of outdoorsy, uh, you know, hikes you can go on or kayak trips. And um, Shelly and I are really big into that. So we knew we wanted to move to the East Coast. Specifically, we, we fell in love with North Carolina. We, we just love the outdoors. And that's kind of why we named our business Hartman Outdoor Photography. And we uh, shoot primarily outdoor. Yeah, weddings. that's awesome. And so basically, you guys kind of walk me through a little bit more of this because I'm trying to wrap my mind around. So you guys graduate from college and Josh, you're teaching second grade. And Shelly, you were nursing. And so just like in y'all's spare time on the weekends, y'all were kind of doing the side hustle where y'all were taking people on guided adventures? Yeah. <laughs> our jobs, we were really lucky with the way that our jobs were since, you know, we both got a lot of time off. I worked three days a week. So I had, you know, four days a week. And sometimes I had longer stretches off. And then Josh, of course, had the summers off and, you know, winter breaks and things like that. So even when we were working, we, you know, we were the weekend warriors that would just drive off into the mountains or, you know, to the coast and go on some adventure with people at those times. But we also had a lot of time during those times off to do these trips or just take pictures. And our photography business really grew through the outdoors group because, you know, we would take pictures for fun and then people would see the pictures that were in the group and they'd love them and ask us to photograph their family or their wedding and things like that. So because our original jobs also had pretty open schedules, um, that really helped us to actually start up our photography business to the point where it became our new full-time job. That's awesome. So this was actually, was this like a collective group or was this kind of something you guys intentionally started or was it just friends who were going out and and kind of going on adventures? Um, It was actually a meetup group. Oh, wow. Uh, We had been a when we first moved to North Carolina, you know, we didn't know anyone and we were really new to the area. We didn't know anything really about the area and, you know, things to see. Um, so we had joined a couple of other meetup groups and really, really liked it, but just wanted to lead adventures that were more our style, maybe a little more rugged. And so Josh started the North Carolina Outdoors Group and North Carolina Backpacking Group. And those are the groups that we ran. You started your business with the thought process that you wanted to have a destination photography business. I was reading up on y'all's blog that y'all really look up to uh, a business called Nordica Photography, Colin Jacobs Photography Business. Um, and yeah. I was re- y'all, y'all said that they have created a name for themselves as a destination wedding photographers. They won awards and uh, they're some of the best photographers in the world. 
And they, you said that they showed us that it is possible to make a life traveling and photographing wedding destinations. So, I mean, was how long was it before you guys kind of got this dream that it was possible to, you know, to go around and, and take photos in beautiful places mm-hmm. and actually like act, making making it happen? You know, we've always loved traveling, and that's a huge part of um, the meetup that we started was just even traveling within our own state. And then, you know, more and more we would start traveling to, you know, maybe. Central America. We took a little trip to Morocco and Spain. And then actually pretty early on in our wedding business, we were invited to do a wedding in Puerto Rico. And it was just like so exciting. And it's like, wow, we get to travel and we get to photograph a wedding. Like the two things that we love the most. to do it. Yeah. 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 And getting paid to do it and, you know, having a vacation and stuff. And it was just like a really cool experience. And I mean, we knew that other people would photograph destination weddings, but we never really saw it as being like a regular full time business until I came across Nordica's work, which that is like exclusively what they do. They don't seem to ever be in the same place. And like that was really inspiring for us. And it kind of opened up like a, a door in our minds. This is actually a really possible thing. Yeah. I mean, when Alyssa and I aren't traveling, uh, we shoot weddings, uh, video weddings uh, in Austin with one of my best friends. And I've watched him and kind of been along his side as he's got this business started where he's in one place, he's in Austin, and he's kind of hustling to, you know, get all his reviews in the knot and the wedding wire. And it's his full time job. And, you know, word of mouth referrals is obviously huge. And, you know, some people find his website, but a lot of it's still word of mouth. And then, you know, a lot of people find him through the Knot and Wedding Wire. So do you guys think it's been more challenging to start a business where you guys aren't local in one place in North Carolina and traveling? Like, how do new people find y'all's business? We uh, were well established in the Raleigh area. We uh, did a lot of advertising. Like, we did the Knot for a while. We did Wedding Wire. We paid a website guy to get us on page one of Google for a Raleigh wedding photographer. So we really established ourselves in that area. Then we uh, kind of expanded a little bit to Asheville. So we, we still have a strong base in North Carolina. And I would say, you know, one half of the weddings we do are in North Carolina. But ever since we moved into the camper, people are aware that we move around and that we're willing to travel. You know, like one of the, our first moves when we moved into the camper was uh, we drove from Raleigh to Washington in four days to uh, do an engagement session in Washington. And uh, once people saw that we were willing to go across the country for an engagement session, I think it kind of opened doors and more opportunities came. Since then, we've shot two weddings in Iceland. We've shot a wedding in Washington. We, bo- we just booked another wedding in Iceland and another one in Washington. We do a lot of weddings in Michigan and a lot of weddings in uh, Chicago. Yeah, I'm sorry. My phone is buzzing here. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. You said that you guys are still shooting probably half of the weddings back in North Carolina. Yeah, so yeah. that's a really strong base still. And we love North Carolina. I, I think a, a lot of our friends thought we'd uh, kind of settle on the West Coast when we moved into the camper, but we still feel like the North North Carolina's home. You know, we love the North Car- Carolina mountains right outside of Asheville. That's where we're at now. Yeah, it's beautiful. One of the the main the, the main thought process that Alyssa had when we hit the road a, a couple years ago was we picked five places across the country where we thought we potentially wanted to live. It was Southern California, Portland, Boulder, uh, gosh, where was he? Nashville. And the other one was anywhere in North Carolina. And these are all places we hadn't really been to. We just heard amazing things about or seen photos of. And we got to, when we got to North Carolina, it was, uh, I think it was in October a couple of years ago. And it was just blew us away. I mean, I think we were in Black Hills, yeah. uh, North Carolina. Uh huh. That's, That's a great cool. area. Yeah. It yeah. was so beautiful. Um, anyway, 
So how many weddings will you guys actually shoot this oh, year while man. you're traveling? Probably um, about 30, 35. Yeah. Yeah. And we actually, when we first started the business, uh, wow. like one of our, it was like our third year, we, we did 44 weddings and uh, we did like 50 engagement sessions. So we've kind of uh, calmed down from that. But uh, yeah, we do about 30 weddings and we do less engagement sessions, maybe like six or seven a year, maybe a little bit more, maybe 10 a year. And would you say that most of those had come from you guys starting up, you're getting on number one on Google AdWord on, on the Google page uh, in your local rally area or what? When we, when we were trying to kind of expand to destination weddings, we did talk a lot to wedding planners. Shelly is really good at that um, and kind of organized some shoots. And, and that's something I recommend for anybody who wants to do destination weddings and they're trying to get their, their foot in the door you know, contact a wedding planner and, and organize a style shoot. Like we did one in Joshua Tree a couple of years ago that was really cool. Um, Shelly organized the whole thing. So just offering kind of like a free shoot with a with a wedding planner? Yeah, just like a networking opportunity. And then just, you know, maybe letting them know you're out there and perhaps you could get a referral out of it if they've got a bride that needs a wedding photographer. But just really actually um, making connections all across the country has been something that we've found really, really helpful. I mean, we love just talking to people and hearing everyone's stories anyways. And we found that actually doing that just has helped referrals and just people keeping in touch. And that's a lot of how we book some of these faraway weddings. Yeah. And and just to give you an idea, like when we started, um, we were doing, like I said, a lot of the knot and wedding wire. And uh, we were probably putting in close to eight, maybe $10,000 in advertising a year. And now we, we don't advertise at all. Um, it's all just social media and, and uh, making connections. You know, of course, we've established our, our website is established. We, we blog regularly. So that's one thing that's really helpful. We, we've spent a lot of money initially on uh, making sure that our website was set up correctly, you know, and that it, it was search engine optimized and all that. And I, I strongly believe in that. I'd rather spend money on my website than um, spend money on a subscription to be featured on another site. And just continually spend that money. Just basically, we got rid of our overhead by by just kind of being our own promoters. That makes sense. Uh, kind of taking a step back from from the weeds of what you guys do, and kind of looking at y'all's transition into living in y'all's casita and traveling full time. What was kind of the big hope slash dream for you guys? You know, in hitting the road, was it that you wanted to go on adventures and while you're shooting weddings, or just go to really beautiful places? And it kind of combined y'all's love and interest of shooting, doing photography. Like, what was kind of the big hope with hitting the road full time? Well, definitely, there was a lot of that. Um, we we uh, kind of made kind of made that question easy for you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah and we're kind of ADD in a way. Like, we'll we're at the point now where we'll stay in one place for a week, and we're like, okay, do you want to hit the road? And uh, you know, we're, we're spoiled in that way, and it's really cool to wake up every day and have a different scene to photograph. That's that's so exciting. It it. Uh, has made this year the best of my life by far. Another thing that we've really are proponents of is like we're, we're big Dave Ramsey fans. I don't know if you've heard of uh, yeah. Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Well, uh, we loosely follow uh, Dave Ramsey's uh, philosophy of you know minimizing debt, and one of our major goals um, in moving into the camper was to eliminate all of our debt, and we're we're very close to that. We'll, we'll probably achieve that by the end of the year, which is really exciting for us. Were you guys at all a little bit? 
and by the way, we did that a lot last year as well. Just like paying off tons of student debt by living in the yeah. RV because we because we owned it, and so it's just like we don't have as much overhead. But was there any concern with losing some of y'all's business and hitting the road because you're not as hyper local anymore? Was that a concern at all? Um, we made sure that we um assured people that we would still be back in North Carolina. Some we did get some emails saying, oh. Um, I'm sad to see you guys leave and this and that. So we made sure that we still put a lot of posts out there like, yeah, we're coming back to North Carolina. We're excited because it is a very important base for our business. And it's a nice, it's a great place to come back to for the busy seasons and everything. Yeah. Otherwise, I I don't think we've had too much of a problem with people thinking that we aren't in North Carolina anymore. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I'm I'm curious, what is like a typical client project look like for you guys? So they find you online. Uh, or they read somebody else's blog, some of your content, they kind of get to know you. Uh, do they just contact you and say, hey, we want to get married or do a shoot in this place? And you jump on a call with them, discuss ideas and give, like, give them a quote. Or And then maybe you guys pack up the casita and go to that destination when the time comes, scout the location, then take their photos. Like, What does that process look like? For people who may be interested in like becoming a destination wedding photographer or something along those lines. Yeah. So every inquiry is kind of different, but a lot of times people will message us with their story. And I love that. I really encourage people to do that when they email us. Really reel us in. Tell us like how you guys met. I want to know like everything because we love getting to know our clients. And even from that very first time, knowing more than just what your wedding day and your venue is, I want to hear about you guys the most. And maybe they'll tell us where they're getting married. And, you know, we'll kind of go from there. And if they want an engagement session, a lot of times we'll actually suggest a cool place to go. Like, uh, we just did a session out here in Asheville. Um, We met the couple, they're getting married in Durham, North Carolina. But for their engagement session, we went out to Asheville, and I took them, we took them to this really cool place, Black Balsam. And it was a place they'd never been before. You know, it was really cool and exciting. And they really, really just loved the whole experience of it. You know, we went for a long hike and just spent probably four hours hanging out, walking around, taking pictures. And then that'll help them feel even more comfortable in front of the camera on their wedding day. And they're used to our style and we all just get to know each other even more. And then for the wedding, uh, we'll, depending on where we have a wedding the week before, you know, we'll just have to drive in with our camper to Durham for their wedding. So we just will take our camper and hitch up and drive wherever we need to be for weddings and engagements and things like that. Do y'all ever, ever actually just crash at the wedding venue in your camper? Uh, no, but we've actually <laughs> been invited to. Now yeah. that this is, yeah, now that's it. becoming more of a thing. Um, yeah. I actually was on the phone with the wedding planner the other day, and she she was just telling us like, oh, you you know, if you guys are ever in the area, you guys can just you know come park right here. You know, we've got a great property here. Even when you're not photographing a wedding, just come here. And, you know, when you are photographing the wedding here, you definitely stay. Um, and we have little cabins you can stay in, too. So people have been really, really nice and receptive. And every once in a while, though, we will, depending on what the situation is, we might roll up to the venue with the whole camper setup still attached. You know, maybe we haven't had a chance to go park somewhere but it's really nice because we'll have our dog in there and, you know, people love to see it. So it's always fun to be able to show it off. Have y'all thought yeah. about getting it wrapped in Harmon Outdoor Photography? Yeah, and... actually, that's uh, that on is our to-do like a list huge for next year. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. That, I think that would be sick. And then uh, you guys, you know, can just roll in. You've got this great billboard and, you know, maybe just get a, get more clients from each venue. That would be sweet. Yeah. Have you guys heard of... Uh, homegrown trailers no you haven't okay uh they're not really necessarily 
for full-timers just yet, but they are, the best way I can describe them is they're cross between a tiny house and a trailer. And so they're a hundred percent, um, like eco-friendly. They, they have, uh, green, they have solar powers, uh, composting toilets, uh, and they're just very, very beautiful. You know, I'm just thinking of like you guys as you're traveling around trying to take extremely beautiful shots and, and gorgeous places. They've got the homegrown trailer. You can tow them with like a Honda Fit, I think just really small cars. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> maybe not. Is a Honda Fit electric? No. Um, okay. we actually used to have a Honda Fit. I yeah. totally loved it. I was yeah, really sad we when so we had to get to rid of it when <laughs> yeah. we got our truck, but yeah. That's so funny that you mentioned the Honda Fit. Thing. Maybe maybe it was like an outback. Anyway, they were touting that that you can tow it with a really small car. Anyway, it's really cool. You guys should definitely look into it. Anyway, I want to talk more about the actual photos that you guys take because they're awesome and they're really beautiful. Uh, so whenever you guys are, I was looking at um, some engagement photos that you guys took in the mountains not long ago. And how long does it take you guys to actually just show up and, and scout a location for taking photos? Like what all goes into that? Because I know you don't just show up and just say hey that rock looks pretty or maybe you do i don't know like what does yeah. that process look like recently we actually did a uh, session i think shelly was talking about it on the art lobe trail and a lot of the trails around here we uh do have the advantage of knowing because we did lead groups you know hiking groups so it's kind of cool to take uh couples back to those same places but the, the cool thing also with living on the road is we're we're shooting in places we've never shot before so a lot of times we will show up uh, a week, maybe even a week early before the wedding or at least a few days. And we'll, we'll go out. Recently, we, we did a wedding on Sunset Mountain Lodge, was it? Sun Mountain Lodge. Sun Mountain Lodge, yeah, in Washington. And uh, we showed up a few days early and, and every day we went up to where the wedding would be and we uh, scouted out locations and uh, watched the sunset. And uh, it was it was pretty cool. So yeah, there is a lot of scouting that happens. As far as on the day of the shoot, we try to make it as uh, much of an experience as possible. You know, I always say I, I want people to look back and remember. Oh, I remember. You know, when we hiked that trail. Um, not so much when uh, a photographer asked me to do that pouty pose in you know in the field. So we try to make it more of an experience. We uh, recently did a session. In, in January, actually, where we uh, took a couple skiing um, in the Cascades, and we were trying to keep up on our snowshoes, which was a real challenge, but uh, that was a really cool experience, and, and then we had drinks up on top of the mountain and uh, stayed in a cabin overnight, and the next day, we all went snowshoeing and, and hiking around. It, it was just a really cool experience and very memorable, um, and I think when you focus more on the experience of uh, a shoot and, and making it memorable for the clients, you know, a lot of times we hear clients say, oh my God, I love you guys. And, and they haven't seen one photo um, <laughs> because they're just having such a great time. And, and that's really what we try to focus on, um, doing, doing what they love. Yeah. I saw somewhere on y'all's website, you were talking about how uh, the company that you looked up to, Nordica, that they don't do a lot of posed photos. And obviously, like some of the photos have to be posed. Like you guys are coaching the clients, obviously, yeah. on, on somewhat on some level. But what did you exactly mean by that? Do you just mean that they don't feel like corny, like you're over there in like a prom pose or, or what? Yeah, totally. Just doing things that actually are natural, like standing the way that you would stand, probably a little bit closer with, you know, some connection showing. But people have different ways of going about photography. So some people really like to pose and they like people to not really talk to each other during a shoot so that um, they get like this perfect shot. 
But to us, you know, it's, it's much more organic to either just have people doing their thing, moving around, or just kind of very, very lightly guiding any kind of posing that they would possibly do. Yeah. So, yeah. So they're not out there feeling awkward and things like that. That makes sense. Right. right. Yeah. So whenever you guys are out just traveling and going to these pretty places, I've seen that y'all have done a lot of national parks and you do a lot of exploring while you're traveling around and shooting these weddings. Uh, Do you guys also like how much intentionality goes into you guys and the photos you take when you're just out going to national parks and stuff like that? Because that's something that I've kind of struggled with in a lesson because we're trying to do higher quality posts because we're doing guest blogging for companies like Winnebago, uh, you know, and they're paying good money. And so we want to take our photo game up a level but it's like how much time do we spend like prepping and trying to do stuff for photos uh you know like going out a golden hour and and all this kind of stuff making sure the rv is in a beautiful spot versus enjoying the trip so how do you guys find that balance while you're out exploring new places when we're out exploring new places we always want to be out hiking and on adventures anyways so that part's not really not that hard we just kind of schedule time to make sure that we do go out and go on an adventure since we also have to do, you know, a lot of computer work for editing and, you know, all of our photography stuff. But we'll we'll pretty much we'll try and go out and find a good day when the lighting will be good. Go out at golden hour. You know, we don't we don't do a ton of planning. We'll just say, you know, Wednesday's our day off. Let's go mm-hmm. on this hike. We'll just make sure we stay out till sunset and, you know, we can get some good shots then. Yeah. And and to add to that, I'd say um, I am a collector of locations. Like I'll talk to people at campgrounds and talk about what hikes they went on and and what they thought was cool. And I think if you have a good location, that's half your battle. Um, I think location is really important. Second to that would be lighting. So once we have our location, we we will scout out that location and see kind of see what how the sun is falling. And, uh, you know, if there's a tree line, we might have to get there a little bit early. So that's kind of a big part of our process of scouting. Yeah, just finding the right location. Do you guys feel like being photographers that sometimes knowing that you want to go out and document places forces you guys a a little bit outside your comfort zone, maybe not too much because you're already going to be going on a hike or you're going to be going through the Smokies or whatever. But I read something on y'all's blog about Shelly wanting to take photos of a lighthouse on the coast of Oregon and something like Gale Force Winds. Uh, Do you feel like at some times, because you know you want to capture and document the moment that it forces you into uncomfortable situations that are kind of meaningful otherwise and maybe you wouldn't have gone? Yeah, that gale force windstorm was pretty funny. I already knew that I wanted to go to that spot. And then we didn't know that there was this big storm coming in. So we were just having coffee in Cannon Beach and someone was talking about it. And we were thinking, wow, I mean, that sounds really exciting. (laughs) And like, we didn't really think we didn't realize like there was this giant bridge we had to go over on the way there. And it, it was a little hairy at times. And it was definitely an adventure. And it was so much fun. Like it was a very unique thing. But going out and doing things like that, it's it's definitely it makes for unique photos. It makes for a great story. And definitely going out and taking our own personal pictures, we're able to, you know, maybe try things out that we wouldn't try with a couple or experiment with something that we've wanted to try out, you know, before we use it with a client, like slow exposures or just anything funky. So yeah, definitely it it, it keeps things really fun to be able to take our yeah. own personal pictures like yeah. that all the time. And I, I would definitely say that we've improved by leaps and bounds since uh, moving into the camper, just because we are shooting pretty much every day. And we're out there trying new things and we're shooting with uh, bif- different backdrops and different lighting 
And that that has been huge. Yeah, it keeps the inspiration level really high. Absolutely. And I feel like as a, you know, prospective customer, if I was looking to hire someone to shoot us outside, it makes sense that I would love to hire somebody who is walking the walk in the sense that you guys are out traveling around the country in a casita trailer going to all these national parks like you're very you're not just these people who have like a, you know, an office in a downtown location. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I mean like uh-huh. you're you're out doing the the things that I want to portray in these photos, right? That that makes a big difference, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think people really connect with that. That's also something that comes up in a lot of people's um inquiries and emails is just like, you know, they they followed maybe a recent trip that we went on or something they saw on our Instagram and they've been there too and loved it and it's also a point of connection there and just just knowing that we go to these places it it really opens the door when we, you know, go on a trip and go on a fun hike and post these pictures, they'll know that if they want to go there with us, we will totally go there. And I think that's probably a fear that a lot of people have whenever they're jumping into an RV and hitting the road is like, if I'm doing client, if I'm doing a client based business, are people still going to want to work with me if I live in a trailer? Is that weird? Are they going to think I'm crazy or anything like that? But it's like, no, I think I think it's actually a point of interest. You know, even if you're not shooting out outdoor photography, it's like people are interested in alternative lifestyles. It's like, what are why are you living in an RV? Like what, you know, was why and what was the intention behind it? And, you know, like where have you gone last and, and all these different yeah. factors? It's it's becomes a point of interest, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. One thing that we've gotten really good at with social media is sharing our story, not just posting a series of couples photos on our Instagram. We also share like where 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 we went, um, our last hike, our travels on the road and that sort of thing. Um, and I think that has uh, really helped to connect with people. A lot of people, you know, they'll connect with us first and then down the road may refer us to couples who are getting married. I'll add on to that, that we, we did have some concerns at first when we moved into the camper and like, how do we explain this to people that we, uh, you know, we don't have a physical address or anything. And, you know, at first, you know, we were probably really bad at wording it. And, you know, maybe a couple of people seemed maybe a little weird about it. But our business in being outdoor weddings and, you know, more and we attract a more adventurous clientele who who seems to really understand it and really loves it. So that's a really good thing. And those are probably the ideal customers. Like, could you guys imagine doing anything that you love more than working with people who also love being outside and and taking their wedding photos in adventurous places? Totally. I mean, actually, some of our clients now, they tell us, oh, I lived in a van for a year. I lived out of my car in, you know, California for a year. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's, it's awesome to hear these stories. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Like when we were in the city, we we had a hard time kind of uh, getting people to go out to the mountains and go on a hike. But now just our our clientele is completely different. Yeah. Do you do you guys think because you started your business? Well, let me ask maybe back up. Did you guys start your business with the intention to have a destination photography business, whether it's weddings, engagements or whatever? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys think that that was more or less challenging than just starting a business, uh, you know, having all your clients in one place? Or do you think it, it they're both equally hard? It just all it, it just matters about your intentions, right? Yeah, yeah. I think they're they're both equally hard. I think because either whichever one is your goal, you're going to go about it the same way, just focusing, you know, on maybe a different direction. Do you guys have a, a favorite camera slash lens that you use for a lot of the photos that you mm-hmm. take? When oh, you're yeah. Out? Yeah. yeah, we're we're both pretty obsessed with 35 millimeter, and we both shoot Canon. We both shoot with Mark 5 D3s. Awesome. Yeah, 
And yeah, um, the, the new the new the Mark II Canon 35 millimeters is a uh, an awesome lens. Um, and so we actually, it's funny, Shelly. I, I bought my lens uh, earlier this year, and uh, Shelly was like, "I can't believe you spent that much on a lens," <laughs> and, and she was like, "Give me a hard time." And two months later, she had to have one of her own because <laughs> <laughs> she was fighting over it with me. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's something we struggle with a little bit too. It's like equipment. Like we were shooting uh, an online educational course in Portland a couple of weeks ago and we like shelled out and bought a teleprompter because a lot of our clients need that. And so it's like trying to figure out like, okay, do we do we get this next client and then use that to just compensate? Or sometimes do we get the new equipment and kind of like charge up for it because we know it's going to take the quality up? So which, which do you guys do a little bit of both or what? We always kind of have like a little equipment fund where we we know we'll, we'll get new gear, you know, at some point during each year. So, you know, it's kind of just rolled into our budget to be able to upgrade equipment or, you know, switch things out. Yeah. I mean, the, the new Canon 5D Mark IV came out, but we're not we're not jumping on it right away. A lot of equipment that we bought is actually refurbished from Canon. We found deals through the loyalty program and it's it's still like new. So we try to find deals and, and we'll wait on things. And a lot of <laughs> equipment stuff, it's, it's more for our ease of use and, you know, the fact that we want that new camera or that new lens. But Really, um, what our clients notice is, uh, you know, how we work with them, and and uh, just the experience of working with us. They're not they're not looking at the equipment that we're ca- we carry, and I don't I don't believe that I need the latest gear to uh, shoot a shoot a pretty wedding. Th- that said, though, uh, we we are kind of in the high end market, so so we do update our gear pretty regularly. Gotcha. So in between in between these shoots, like during the weekdays, like would you guys say that y'all are booked out almost every weekend? And then what does the time look like in between weddings? I mean, how much time are you guys working each day while y'all are on the road versus yeah. taking time off, et cetera? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think like I didn't mention this before, but a, a big thing, a big reason why we wanted to move into the camper was just to have more time for adventures. So I would say typically each day we work right around four or five hours. Um, you know, like today we're kind of, ta- we're taking today off. We, we, that, that might actually be a quote unquote, pretty- taking it off. You're starting it off with a podcast. So that's kind of work. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And th- that's how it's been, at least in the busy season, we'll work maybe three to five hours a day. And then, uh, you know, come afternoon, we're like, okay, what do you want to do? And, uh, we'll go out for our hike or adventure. Um, we have a couple folding kayaks that we take out a lot we just got some folding bikes that we that we've used nice. a lot recently what brand um, uh brompton actually for both the kayaks and the bikes oh uh yeah so the, so the kayaks are oru kayaks and they're made in san francisco and they're made out of a corrugated plastic hmm. it's uh, about 24 pounds it fits into a giant backpack um, and they're just amazing i've owned a lot of kayaks and they're actually the best kayaks i've ever owned they're really, they're really they handle really well. <laughs> People yeah, are surprised. We have a couple inflatables that we've had for like a year and they're, they were, you know, we bought them because we were like, okay, we need something we can throw in the understorage. I didn't realize they were fold up kayaks. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an origami kayak. <laughs> they're extremely durable too. And then the, the, the bike, Shelly just turned 30. So I bought her uh, a Brompton. Um, we were actually in Portland and we rented a couple of Bromptons from uh, Clever Cycles. It's a really cool place out there. And we fell in love with the bikes. We had uh, mountain bikes that were mounted on, uh, they were on top of our uh, truck, but they're steel frame and, and they were getting rusted. So we decided to go uh, with the folding bikes because we really don't do a whole lot of mountain biking. Yeah, they've been great. Migo has his little basket and he sits in front. <laughs> and 
goes on rides with us. That's awesome. What would you say that success looks like in this lifestyle for y'all as you're traveling around taking photos uh, in your in your casita trailer? Like, what does success look like? I think success to us is just being able to do what you want with your time. For us, it's being able to shoot the weddings we really, really want to shoot and have the time to travel and just enjoy life together with each other and our little dog and just have that freedom. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Do you make, do you do you ever do you guys ever just kind of pinch yourself and say like this is really freaking cool like I'm traveling around uh, oh, yeah. in, a, in a house that yeah. you own taking photos I mean like we can just stop and, and take a step back and say like the internet yeah. is a beautiful thing that we're able to you know have clients all over the country and get paid to take videos or photos you know it's yeah. it's really cool yeah, yeah. I, I think we we probably have that same talk between us like at least a couple times a week <laughs> yeah. we're just really grateful it's like be. wow i can't believe this is our life yeah it's awesome yeah what what would you say josh oh man oh as, as far as success yeah your time is your own um not really having to uh, go to a job that you don't feel inspired by and not having to pay, pay some pay bills and i guess report to anybody else like your life is your own um i think i think that's success for me that's awesome well, where can uh, where can people learn more about you guys? Uh, they can um, find us on Instagram or on our website. Our business name is Hartman Outdoor Photography. So our website and our Instagram are both under that name. Awesome. Soon to be posted all over your casita. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you all again for, for taking the time to be on the podcast with me. And I hope that we get to meet up with you guys on the road someday. Oh, that'd be awesome. great. Awesome. Us yeah. too. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. If you want to check out the show notes from this episode, you can go over to heathandalyssa.com forward slash episode 29. Uh, once again, that's heathandalyssa.com and then episode spelled out and then the number 29. Uh, by the way, as I mentioned earlier on the show, my wife Alyssa and I recently merged our blogs. So that's the reason why the show notes are now all of a sudden on a different website. It's just our websites merged together. Also, once again, I would love for you to check out the RV Entrepreneur ebook at heathandalyssa.com slash book. And if you've already picked it up and you're reading it right now, I'd love to hear what you think. Give me a shout on Twitter at Heath Paget and just let me know you're reading it and what are your thoughts so far. I uh, would love to hear from you. And I'll see you guys next week on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. Thank you.